So we're going to pick back up today with uh, Galatians 5. Hey, hey, uh, we've turned a corner. Uh, and these last two chapters uh, are action-packed. They, uh, there's, there's just tons of wisdom. There's tons of gold here for us to mine. So I don't know how fast we'll move, but uh, you know, before we get into some new stuff, we have to once again return to this same old issue that Paul wants to summarize uh, about uh, our relationship with God being based in the grace of God through Jesus versus our works righteousness, our, our desire to prove ourselves to God. He says it this way in verse 1. He says, It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then, and don't let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Or I like as other translations say, and don't be entangled again with a yoke of bondage. Um, the fact is, is that Jesus has made us free, and if we choose to continue to live in bondage to that legal relationship with God that's through proving ourselves by our good works, it isn't because God wills it. That's not God's desire. It's God's plea that we would take His strength, that we would take His blessing and, by grace, and we would walk in the freedom that He provides, and that we wouldn't be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. And you know, make no doubt about it. It's Jesus that sets us free. We don't make ourselves free. Freedom's a gift. And uh, I think the point Paul's making is when we struggle to free ourselves, we just make a bigger mess of it. We get ourselves more and more entangled in that in that uh, yoke of bondage. And uh, Paul, I think, makes it emphatic that there's all kinds of freedom uh, that's out there, all kinds of false freedom. You know, we, we think that freedom is the... Uh, you know, uh, God bless America, the land of the free, the home of the brave, is that I get to do whatever I want to do and and I never deny any desire. If, you know, that's freedom. You know, I used to always illustrate this in youth groups with, uh, I'd bring a goldfish in and, or some sort of fish and I would introduce the fish as my friend and say how, how, how limited he was, that he didn't have any real freedom um, because he had to live inside that bowl and that I wanted to set him free so he could have real freedom. And I would take him out of the bowl and flop him on the ground and just let him lay there and flop around. And eventually somebody would jump up and come and grab him off the ground and throw him back in the bowl and call me cruel and say, how could you do that? You're going to let him die. And I was like, no, I was setting him free. And the point was, is they would come to realize the fact that the real freedom, the freedom that, that Christ gives us, isn't freedom just to live however we want. It's freedom from sin and death and condemnation and guilt and shame. And it's, it's freedom from the penalty. Uh, it's freedom from the power that sin has over us. It's eventually freedom from the, even the presence of sin. Um, but it's not freedom to just go out and live however we want. There, this isn't freedom from the law. Uh, it's fr it's the freedom to actually you know live according to the law because Christ has fulfilled it for us. It's a powerful, powerful truth and difference. And Paul just encourages us to stand in it, to to, to make the effort to remain in the place of freedom. He, he's wanting us to know that somebody who has legally been made free by the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus could still live in bondage uh, under the yoke. Uh, of, of, of slavery uh, by being, you know, deceived back into this relationship with God through their own work. And uh, D.L. Moody, who was an evangelist in the 20th century, a great revivalist, used to make this point. He would quote an old uh, former slave uh, who had been 
in the South following the Civil War and had been freed. But as a former slave, she continued to be confused. She was confused about, like, was she really free or not? And she would ask, look, am I free or am I not? You know, when I go and I ask my old master, he says, I'm not free. But when I go to my own people, they say I am free. And I don't know whether I'm free or I'm not free. Some people told me that Abraham Lincoln signed a proclamation to free me, but my master says that Abraham Lincoln didn't, uh, that he didn't have any right to do that. And Moody would make the point that a lot of Christians are confused in the same way, that Jesus has, in fact, given us our emancipation proclamation. He has set us free. But our old master tells us that we're still, we're still in bondage, that we're still uh, under the, the burden, the, the yoke of bondage or the burden of slavery, that we're still slave to this legal relationship with God, that we, we, grace doesn't set us free. We have to prove ourselves and that we get caught up in that even when we've even after we've fallen uh, on our faces before God and begun to follow him by grace we can fall back into that pattern I see this all the time where people get really concerned that they have completely lost their relationship with God because of something bad that they've done I'm like no you can repent and confess your sin and you're in right relationship with God and they'll say I'm just so worried that I've not done enough you know, that God's going to accept me at the end of my life. And I say, well, I assure you, you've not done enough. But Jesus did everything that needs to be done. And if you can just stand in that truth, um, that's all the, that's all the, the, the assurance that you need. Then the Spirit of God would witness to our spirits that we are, in fact, His children. Um, you know, I, I, this phrase, yoke of bondage, reminds me of what Peter says in Acts 15. He says, uh, now, therefore, why do you test God by putting a yoke on the neck of the disciples, which neither our fathers nor we were able to bear. And Peter's saying that nobody was able to bear that burden of satisfying God by virtue of the law. Nobody could justify themselves before God this way. And so why would we put this heavy, burdensome yoke on, on anybody? And so um, I certainly would not put it on you. I would tell you that Jesus has set you free. No matter what the old master tells you, he's a liar. You have been set free by Jesus and you are free indeed and um, I pray today that you would never again be entangled by your own uh, efforts by your own even even like I said yesterday your old training that you would reward good behavior and punish bad behavior and that you have to keep score and that's the only way you're ever going to get into heaven is if you can do enough good to prove yourself worthy if that's the case friends none of us get in and so I'm thankful that Jesus has made me free. The, my freedom is not based upon my own effort, but it's based upon his perfect life and his death and resurrection. And so, Lord, we, it feels like we're a broken record here in Galatians, but we just thank you again and again and again that we can love you and relate to you on the basis of what you've done for us and not on the basis of what we've done for you. Lord, in response to your grace, we give you everything. We follow you. We follow you because you're the one, you're the only one who can set us free. So come, Jesus, and remind us again today in a new and a fresh way that we're free indeed. In Jesus' name, amen and Maranatha.